0: Welcome to Tony's Take Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Tony's Take Podcast, episode 128. I'm Sean and joined with me for a happy hour podcast, we have Tony Katz. Yes. Off-road
2: football, Andy. I am here and I don't know why I'm in football, but I'll take it.
1: You are, Andy. We have some uh two guests here, uh, here to promote their new up and coming podcast, I should say. We have Marty and Sonny of the Wheel Talks podcast. What it is.
3: You guys can't see us, but we're ridiculously good looking guys <laughs> too. They Ridiculous. Truly are. The world guys. the world
2: will
1: see you guys soon. Eventually.
2: <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll post something on Twitter about, you know, what they look like. So Well it's a, it's a big part of the package. It's really you talking about their package, Andy? I'm sorry, I brought the that up part already.
3: Of the package. <laughs> We're sausage on wheels.
4: <laughs> it is what it is. And also, we do have producer Luke and Wrecking Ball Joe, who you guys all know. What's up, Joe? Just give the world what they're waiting for. Just go find <gasps> a mic. Nope, that's not it. That's
2: not oh, even a
1: sound. Find
4: a mic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, God. Sorry about that, Andy. You're gonna there edit that.
1: He came in like a wrecking ball. It's
4: a song. There it is. So they are here. Just so you guys know when you hear their voices.
1: Yeah, they will talk uncontrollably. Uh, but yeah, excited to have you guys in. You guys
5: are uh, launching your podcast fall? Yeah, in the fall, man. We, uh, we've been talking about it for a while here. Sonny and I have uh, quite the past together. You know, we got hurt one week apart. Uh, we both suffered spinal cord injuries in 2012.
3: Which our anniversary, our mine just passed on Sunday.
5: Yours is coming up. Shit, didn't even think about that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, since that time, like, we've become great friends. We've both experienced a whole lot of ups and downs. But through our pain, we've had some pretty rad experiences and opportunities since then. So it's all about trying to, you know, overcome our obstacles and use your adversity to your advantage. And we're all about uh, empowering others through our story. So. Um, excited to spread the word and I uh, couldn't imagine doing it alongside another one of my best friends I think what's cool about our story too is that it's similar and different so you kind of get
3: two different ways of looking at it but we also ex- everything we do we do with comedy um, this is a serious situation but we use our sense of humor more than anything else to explain it to people and kind of expand on awareness because everybody wants to stereotype disabilities and kind of put us in a box and we're two guys that you, that, you can't do that
4: so when you say you like you do it with comedy, can I tell you actually one of the best one of the better jokes I've heard with uh one of my family members friends who's in a chair? Yeah, it's So I didn't uh he was uh I was over there for Christmas and uh I was drinking Jack and Coke or whatever and my uncle looks over at him and said, "Hey, do you want to uh do you want any Jack and Coke or anything?" He's like, "No, no, if I have too much of that, I won't be able to walk later." And it's <laughs> like yeah. i was like yeah. it was just like a really it was I, honestly i laughed so hard because it's like it's cool that it's you know
5: you do find like you
4: just said yeah. the comedy in it and oh. stuff and you can just like you know
5: 100 percent. you totally throw people on their backs with that shit man <laughs> like yeah that was me like I, I would
4: have never expected him to say that and then when he did i was like okay so this guy's he's you know, definitely related to you though, though tony <laughs> oh no he was like uh he was my uncle's friend like i guess it was like uh my cousin played softball and he was one of the dads uh, but my question was he no, he's not Greek. He's not. My uncle is, obviously, but not this one. Well, this was the Greek side, though. Actually, I start all my speeches with a joke. Okay. Like I already tell
3: my audiences. I gauge them. I tell them, look, they hired a stand-up comic, but unfortunately, you, know, <laughs> you got me. And if they don't laugh at that, then I know it's a shitty crowd. I just go ahead and close it down and move on.
4: But, I you, know, you the first time we met you, or at least I met you, the one thing I remember you saying is we had your Instagram pulled up on the little TV we have yeah. in here. And we said, hey, we have you on the TV. And you're like, oh, you guys are on Pornhub again. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that yep. was yep. – uh, right away I was like, okay, this guy. Uh, well, <laughs>
3: I, I think Marty can answer this too, but that's probably the most asked question I get. It's not so much while I walk again, but if my dick works. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's 100%. become part of my uh, my uh, you know jokes here and there.
1: That was the first question Andy asked you. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> I showed him. I didn't, I
3: didn't answer. I actually showed him. Yeah, like we have – that is why he is a Clipper fan and he is so smiley right now. And
2: he's Prove standing right behind it. you. I think it's more the uh, Trulies and yeah, beers and whiskey be. that's making me, well, you know, the what? way I'm oh, I don't know. I don't even want to finish. I don't Make want to finish. blush. Luke, you're just yelling. <laughs> you're not going to be picked up.
3: But the the, 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 audience. the thing I admired most about Marty, because I don't have a lot of wheelchair friends and I get crap about this all the time, though, is the guy's heart drive, determination, Um, It was something, when I first got hurt, I went to a very, um, the hospital I rehabbed at, I was like the only white guy there. And I didn't really see anybody else that I could relate to. A lot of the guys that were shot or had been put in a wheelchair for different reasons. And even though our reasons are different, I saw a lot of similarities in how we grew up and the fact that we have a lot of love for sports. But his ambition and drive, though, I was like, I just got to be around this guy. And it was because of him, because we had a mutual friend that saw him working out at the gym got me to go to the same gym that he was rehabbing at, and that's actually how we met.
0: Hmm.
5: Yeah, man, I I am so glad and fortunate that Sonny came out and found me, man. It was, you know, I was so fortunate at the time when I did get hurt that I had one hell of a support system around me. So I immediately, you know, was in the mindset of, you know, I'm going to get out there, I'm going to bust my ass, I'm going to channel my inner athlete, and, you know, get in the gym again. I didn't kind of have that, you know, that moment where, you know, I kind of let the, the injury get the best of me, and I was almost in a state of denial, but because of that, you know, I was doing my thing, you know, regardless of what my situation was, and it led me to meeting one of the best friends I have today, you know, and since then, we've both, you know, taken on crazy challenges and pushed ourselves beyond belief, and I'm, um, you know, so fortunate that we Get to do what we do today and excited to, uh, you know, tell everyone some of those things that, you know, we have coming up and some of the things that we've been doing and dropping this fall, you know, we get to start spreading the word. So excited for it. And we're
3: not going to just limit it to wheelchair spinal cord. We want to talk about anybody who has an inspiring story, has dealt with some adversity, but we're also going to mix it up and have just conversations about everything that's going on in this crazy ass world. Cause it is nuts these days. Just a tad. It's a little bit, you know, and we're going to put our, our comedic twist to it, but, uh, you know, there's going to be a seriousness to it, but there's also gonna
4: be a lot of fun and it's just going to be an exciting journey that we're going to go on together. Yeah. The moment Marty told me about that, uh, you guys doing a podcast, I was already excited for it. It's going to be, and then meeting you too and hearing all that stuff that you shared with us the first time we met, it's like, it's yeah. going to be, a I think really... I
3: overshared a little bit, but, uh, it's no, okay.
4: all right. No I get, I, I get the privilege it's of a hearing the, the good here. preview, but that's going to yeah. be, uh, it's going to be, you guys are going to have a really good podcast.
1: Yeah, tell no... them tell them where they can go for, you know, updates, uh for
5: Absolutely. The yeah. Our our Instagram is at wheel talks official and we'll be dropping some content on there that you guys can pick up, relate to, uh, or not. You know, you don't even have to follow us. But, you know, this is this is our message and we're trying to empower others through our stories, one fucked up situation at a time. So yeah. just trying to do our thing and you know, Sonny and I I know we have been through hell and back, especially dating. Oh, yeah. Day to day, working out, working oh, yeah. out. You know, I mean, you could speak to that, right?
3: <clears throat> but, you know, I think that just makes the story more interesting, though. You know, uh, I was really nostalgic passing my seventh year. This is our seventh year in the chair. You kind of look back at where we started. And I, once we get started, I'm really curious to hear your first impression because I know it's different than what it is now. Um, But it's just been a one hell of a journey, and we've been through all kinds of stuff together. Um, But there's only one person I've been able to talk to during my most most darkest moments, and that was you. We had a lot of texts that we probably, you know, now we can look back on and like, damn, we got out of a hole. 100%. We were were dug deep.
5: Totally agree. Yeah, I, I don't typically like to not just associate with people in this world. It's just the people that are negative and like to right. dwell on things I you I think you're one of the guys that likes to you know turn what you got into some fun situations man and just just like me I think you and I resonate on the same level and you know in terms of uh you know first impressions what are you talking about about, about me or about our situation no what? about me because I,
3: I know you probably looked at it. who's this tattooed white dude coming in the gym wearing bandanas backwards hats I have no filter either. He's like, this guy needs to calm his shit down a little bit. There's a lot of older people no around way, here. Dude.
5: No way. I, I I loved it, bro. I freaking loved it. Yeah, it was, you were the guy, especially as time went on. And, like, you know, at first I was in that, you know, a little bit of, like, denial phase. And then, yeah. and then it really kind of started wearing on me, especially after I, you know, became single. We can get into that shit later. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, where I became a little bit more, like, In my own head and like, dude, you would just say the things that would just like get me so uncomfortable and I loved it so much and I hated it so damn much. But dude, it was, you're the guy that has brought me out of my shell and allowed me to, you know, like own, own the situation and make the best of it and keep me smiling and I freaking love it. One thing I do hate about you, the fact that you dominate my fantasy
3: leagues every year that I play. This guy is the guru of fantasy football. He's only had like one bad year. Is this true? This is true. Who'd you well, have last year?
5: In terms of team,
4: yeah. Like, who are, who's your star
3: players? Last
5: year, I placed fifth, so that says oh, something, okay, bro. I will. That would be my. Before
3: bad, that, yeah. though, the guy was like a top three finisher. The first year we played, this guy made like a fantastic trade. Somehow pulled out of his ass, Darren Sproles, when he was on one of these those years where the guy was just getting PPR numbers out of his ass. But uh, ever since then, it's just having like familiarity and just common bonds with somebody when you're going through all this shit we could still look at each other and just kind of have fun with um sports because i think sports to me is a a live drama you get to see these storylines play out every weekend you know you see people fighting through cancers and injuries and setbacks and all kinds of crazy stuff i always related that to my life when i got hurt kobe bryant tore his achilles the same year oh yeah i
4: remember that i went to the free throw line and, and, and Dante, Dante was, Jones that's
2: the name remember and that's, he's, uh, that's when he rolled his ankle uh, his over. hero yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey,
5: fuck that guy
3: <laughs> but I remember watching um, I watched Muse when it came out on uh, Showtime and I just I just cried you know what I mean because you could just see the guy's trial and tribulations and I know nobody's a big Kobe fan but uh, yeah. that's yeah, we are you know, watching that and, 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 you know, sympathizing. And then when he went and scored 60 in his last game. Oh, yeah, that just, was
1: great. We watched it? Oh, man,
3: a
4: car like a kid, you know. Andy here awesome. is a clip as a Kobe hater, but that's only because he's given him so much pain over the years.
2: Yeah. No, I mean, that 60-point game was a lot of fun to watch, but you kind of knew it was, it was a show. You know, it was like the the Jazz were letting him kind of do it, and the Lakers okay. themselves so were like like letting him
4: completely So disagree, that's going to yeah. come from a Kobe hater. The Jazz, I wouldn't say, were letting him.
5: No, they were dumb, I would <laughs> say Kobe teaming. just
4: took about a – 108 shots that game. Yeah, like he not even. He took, he took no, he 50 took shots
3: like, that game, okay, because I've defended this a million times. No, I'm, I'm all for it. He made, I think, like, he was still almost around 50%.
4: Plus, he was on one
3: leg. At the end of his career, he was literally on one but, leg. But
4: you know what the funny thing about that game is, if you remember, is there was a certain team that if they would have lost that night, Utah actually could have gotten the eight seed. And mm-hmm. I don't remember who that team was, but that team did win that night. So Utah couldn't go for the eight seed anymore. Yeah. So. But even if they did, but I remember there was a play earlier in the game when Kobe drove in for something, someone blocked him. Like it was kind of going to be like you know, like yeah, it's your last game, whatever. But we're not going to just roll over. He actually started that game zero for five. Yeah, so take away five shots. Also, but he did give us, and I mean, Andy can't relate to this because he's haven't hasn't felt it passionately. (laughs) But walk, Andy. He gave us that one of those last Mamba moments where he just went unconscious in the fourth quarter, where he just was hitting
5: Hitting shots,
4: and you're cheering for it, and it just comes to the point where you're just like, wow, he can't miss.
5: Especially in the fourth, man. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm
4: talking about. Yeah, he... But regardless of what you want to think, the shots he put up still had to go in. Yeah. They were still shot. You know, it wasn't like whether they were... You think that Utah didn't care or not. It was like it was... The shots still happened. Utah still played all their guys. And, I mean, it just got to the point where those had to go in, and they weren't all easy shots. I mean, he still had to do some Kobe things. But it's a certain adrenaline and a certain flow comes back. You know, it's your last game, and you just give it your all. And if anybody's gonna do that it's gonna be well Kobe. You know, the, the
3: crazy thing with Kobe's I remember my dad was a huge laker fan we, we would go to the pyramid back in the day when that summer league there and we I saw a young Kobe <laughs> being Bryant back in the day and put up like 46 in summer League you know and he was 18 everybody's coming out of school and I remember my dad's like Jerry West loves this guy Jerry West loves this guy and we go down there he puts up that those numbers but seeing him grow and put together everything he did over that the course of his 20 year career it's just to me, I admire it, you know? Yeah. yeah. And it's just all – everything he battled through from the whole rape case to his injuries to everything, he just – he stayed on, on path and he got to where he wanted to go. I wish he would have went out on a champion, but see oh, yeah. seemed go out like that. We but, all do.
4: It's been a long time. It was still you –
3: know, I mean, he only yeah, won well,
2: five, so, you know. That's it, you know. If, <laughs> not if there's
5: – if he gave of in one
3: of the freaking Detroit Pistons, I'm gonna tell you that right now. That team sucked. I don't know how we
5: lost yeah, that. We didn't
4: just lose. We got swept that year. It was horrible. I
5: think if there's yeah. one thing, Kobe, you know, Kobe love him or him. hate him, you know, you could put him in your GOAT conversation. Most people don't because they aren't about that. But the oh, one thing you can't go, argue Jordan with LeBron. is that guy's is that guy's work ethic. That is the one thing, you know, his fundamentals, that guy's work ethic. He put in the work and he is a savant of the sport and For that, I respect the hell out of the guy. Absolutely.
3: I mean, you look at LeBron, that guy is a train. You know what I mean? He's supposed to put up those numbers. And even Jordan was kind of a freak athlete. Kobe wasn't. Kobe's kind of like, I mean, he had athleticism, but everything you no, saw those, him do, he developed those, those skills. Those
4: early years, man, Kobe could fly. Oh, yeah, there was, there was yeah, but even
3: you look at his, his dunk contest in 96 that he won, that was a weak ass between the legs dunk. You know what I mean? Like he didn't have what Jordan had, big hands. Yeah. He wasn't six foot eight like LeBron is. But he took everything he, that he did is he made it. He developed those skills. Yeah.
4: LeBron's just a freak of nature, though. Yeah. He is.
1: Now, Andy, your rebuttal?
4: <laughs> I mean, Kobe I love was Blake still a pretty Griffin. Elite Blake Griffin's uh, my buddy. He, he knows. He, he respects him. Yeah.
2: No, no, but
6: Kobe I, was so elusive when he came into the league that he was like, like he, whenever Damn. he would like throw <laughs> down, for that joke. whenever he would throw down dunks, because he was like one of the better bigs, uh, especially playing at a, his position. He was Already a lot was. bigger than most of the guards, and when he would just do like re- reverse dunks and everything, dude, you were like Kobe. He brings us the
4: true and, Mamba and mentality. That's, that's the one thing Kobe will always have. Is whenever you shoot anything into oh, a yeah. trash can, oh yeah, it'll always be Kobe. You still
1: do always. it. No one yells LeBron. I don't no know. I would say Miami Ray Allen. Either. He's Ray, Ray know, Allen. <laughs> much
2: better efficiency. Ray Allen was. I still normal. chew on
3: my T-shirt when I'm doing a tough speech, and I still have my underbite when I crush it. You know what I mean? <laughs>
2: yeah, a whole Kobe
3: mentality. But um, in reality, though, I've, I've he's one. Of, he's always been one of my big motivations. I just watch his tapes. I watch how he speaks. Yeah. I think this will get lost in the game sometimes is how intelligent some of
4: these players yeah, are. He's a good speaker. He always has been. You can always tell in his interviews, it's like he's just, he knows what he's saying and stuff. And it's he's a very smart guy. Like That's why he had that little show he had on uh, ESPN Plus, was it, Andy? I think he yeah. still has it, right? Yeah, detail. no, he does. Yeah, Detail, thank detail. you. I almost called it the triangle. I don't know why, but it was... Uh, <laughs> Jackson's uh, Yeah, yeah the Detail, but it's like, you just watch him and it's like, that's what's so crazy. It's like you just said, the intelligence of some of these athletes, it's like... We all watch the game and we like can know some stuff and we think we're smart and know some like some of the things but it's like that when you hear them Yeah. Like you hear even uh when Tony Romo's in the booth. He always he's been notorious mm-hmm, for always the calling plays. the next play and yeah. stuff and it's it honestly I love it cuz it's just crazy seeing how you get to see like guys that have been in the game and you see them not on the field anymore and they're in the booth and they're just yeah. like you and I and they speak about it and it's it's really cool cuz they're just very good at giving these details and they they're just five know what's seconds ahead up.
5: of us. I mean yeah. He's yeah. he's already down the court before the rebounds even happen. Yeah. You know, it's it's one of those things that just blows my mind every time I've seen it. Whether it's you know Kobe talking about basketball, Daniel Cormier talking about MMA, or Tony Romo talking about football, it's one of those things hey, where yeah, you, you know these guys are just they're next level uh-huh. for a reason. Yeah, you
2: got to get them quick though because the game changes so frequently that you know five to eight years later they're lost. You, you see some of these like older guys. That it's like, what are they even talking about? But yeah, like Kobe and Peyton right now, it's like those guys, they played against most of the people still playing right now. So they know, but mm-hmm. we got to appreciate them for these.
3: I think some of those years. guys
2: are, will always be relevant though. You know, like Charles Barkley, I think
3: he just goes over the top. Charles Barkley, I think is to too important. passionate. He's too like, yeah. yeah. well, he just tries to get those headlines now, you know? Yeah. I love when him and Shaq fight though. Oh. Those were the best, those the best scenes ever. Like, I think they get semi-serious. At times, you know, because yeah. I think Charles crosses the line with Shaq every now and then Shaq really would love to just punch him. When
1: Shaq throws a Buick at him. Yeah. He would.
3: I, the funny part, too, is when Shaq, like, you ever see Kenny Smith run to the screen on TNT? <laughs> so good. How was this guy ever an NBA champion? He runs like his legs are like, his knees are about to buckle. it's the buckles. The worst I've ever seen
5: in my life. Beat was was yeah. really to good. the screen. <laughs> oh my Shaq God. beat Kenny the Jet the to jet. the screen. Are you That's kidding amazing. me? I always yeah. love
3: too how they throw. Uh, uh, who's the other guy that's on there? The older guy, that Ernie, Ernie, Ernie Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. they always throw his slam dunk contest videos on there. he, had, he was in like a, a slam dunk contest back in the day, and the no rim was lowered, and it's like he's got some <laughs> high shorts and ugly glasses.
2: It's pretty hilarious. Love it. That's I mean, a good show. He's actually an inspiring guy. He, you know, had cancer and he kept going out there and working still on TNT and. You know he's still out there. Not only that, he
3: has a son who has yeah. special needs too. Really? I
2: know. Yeah, I, I watched the uh, E60 on that,
3: and his son has special needs, and he takes his son, does a lot of things. He actually is a, a huge caregiver for his son, and takes him to all kinds of sporting events, keeps his son active. Um, it's really, it was really touch, touching actually watching that. You know, like I think that's the thing with sports too is you can you can see the compassion of some of the players when they go and they do things for their communities, or they have kids with special needs. You Mm -hmm. see the other side of that, you know, and I think that's what our society needs more of these days.
5: Absolutely. I I couldn't agree more, man. I think, especially in your and I's situation, you know, we get to see, you know, the value that caregivers have in someone's life. And, you know, especially I think this day and age, you know, where things are at in Hollywood and entertainment in general, I think we're starting to see more of these stories and, you know, starting to see some of these disabled athletes or kids you know with disabilities getting these shots that you know sports really brings to the forefront when otherwise we may never hear of anything like that and uh it's just it's pretty something something's pretty special
3: well i think everybody wants to talk about
5: all the bad crap and i
3: i can only talk about my experiences but being in a wheelchair i've had nothing but great experiences you know i've had people that will open doors help me carry groceries to the car um every sporting event i've been to i've been upgraded on my seats you know so it's like I can only speak for about positivity that's come from the chair. I mean, obviously, people are gonna judge and and have certain stereotypes that they associate with it. But there's a lot of good that happens too. And I, I personally want to talk more about that than anything else. I think we just focus on the negativity too much.
1: Think people love humanity. Yeah, humanity's
5: negative. not as messed up as we think it is. There's still a lot of good people out there.
1: Yeah, they're, they're not tweeting all day long. It's the people have nothing to do that are just angry that that's where you see it. In, these days, mm-hmm. I don't think I you run into that. it as much. I mean, like if you leave, if you lose your wallet, it's probably gonna get returned. Yeah, if you lose your wallet online, you're gonna get fucked. Yeah, no,
4: no. I'm saying you didn't get yours back. Well, that was in <laughs> Vegas. <laughs>
1: Sorry, Joe. That hit home for Joe. Yeah. No, oh, I think
2: yeah. The problem is just kind of like the the,
6: audience. <laughs> the
2: anonymous part of it, where it's like if you don't see the people, then people act like yeah. assholes. But people like to help in person, so that's why this stuff this stuff helps. It's I, even though people aren't seeing us, I feel like they know us. Yeah, like,
1: Joe, you should do some Instagram stuff for us. Yeah. Right now. Go at live or something.
2: Yeah, Joe, you can do yeah, what you want. Let's do it up, man. Let's, let's see let's, if we can take some. Let's go live on Let's right take some
4: we questions. We haven't done live in a live. long time. Take the questions yeah, from Luke's, the live audience. Luke's the man of the live. Boy, look at him. He got he perked up when he heard oh, live. It's he like when his dog shared a treat.
1: <laughs> I can go live on mine. All right. Do we'll it. Well, do it on the Tony's Take one.
4: Do it. Yeah, we are in the... Yeah, I was going to say that. Why are we... We're uh, not at a halftime here. <laughs>
5: yeah. Well, this has been our sports podcast. Yeah. yeah might as well keep it going. So no, I hey, was going to
4: say, though, actually, I remember Sonny said when we first, uh, he when we talked about our sports podcast, is we said how the entertainment gets more hits just because, you know, more people want to hear entertainment, especially when it's not stereotype, but when it's more females, they like the entertainment more than yeah. the sports. But you were right away, you said how you would like want to listen to our sports podcast and be maybe even be on one one time. And we'd honestly love that. Like it, cause it's the sports is, I mean, Sean knows a lot really of sports but basketball. his big sport is basketball. So Andy I and I basketball. can cover anything. Like we even go as far as cricket sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> actually, but I think a real cool thing far. coming out is the Ocho eight on ESPN. Yeah. So, yeah, so he actually brought that all up.
3: kinds of crazy stuff right now that I watched last night, pizza dough rolling. Okay. What? Well, that's yeah, actually a guy was actually rolling pizza dough and like, <laughs> It was like the first one to like 10 pizzas was like they timed it and everything else and the guy won, but I think all that stuff's hilarious. So oh, no, it's great. The Ocho is Love one it. of the best things. Ever since I watched Dodgeball badly, Yeah, is that right? where it like came the from? The Ocho. Are they going to
2: have like yeah. some kind of like drinking segment? Like sh- I mean, no, that's going to be on Tony's Take.com. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: Spe- speaking of beer drinking, did you, did you guys see Baker Mayfield take oh, that oh, one yeah. and then crush one and shot on it? Dude, Love him. Teeth of him. Love him. That was gangster. Early season MVP and for And he, uh, he actually Absolutely. did well today.
4: I think he, I want to say his stats tonight ended up being I'm going to wing this, but I know it's close. Like five for six for like 67 yards and a touchdown or something like that. Yep. I'm not going to say
3: this in front of Marty, but he's uh, he's on my draft board. He's, yeah. He's one of my yeah. top three. So, yeah. Well,
4: when if, when if, you guys
5: we brought we that up.
6: Live here at State
5: Podcast. Oh, 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 boy. oh. there we go. No, live is taking
2: <laughs> over. Let's continue the show at least, though. Yeah. So when he brought a fantasy football, we are probably going to do a fantasy football. Fantasy football show pretty soon. Bring so it in for that. Hey. Do you want to tell us what where we went wrong? I think we should do a uh, mock
3: draft. There's enough guys in here.
2: Yeah,
3: we should do a mock draft. I mean, and kind of see there was a the draft
2: goes. in this house not that long ago, and I think it, things didn't go well. So. Yeah, never again <laughs> so I probably.
4: A <laughs> Might, if, if a bad, oh That's a bad start.
3: Who who's drafting the AB this year with the extreme frostbite <laughs> okay, so on, I'm his, a, on his I'm a, I'm a big
4: Steelers fan. I do not like Antonio what Brown a anymore.
5: Well, with I, that's with,
4: called karma. The frostbite.
5: Is it like more Antonio Brown or is it more Derek Carr?
4: What do, What do you mean for what that you don't want to touch in terms him. of
5: drafting? Yeah. Oh,
4: I would say it's more Antonio Brown. To be honest, I think. No, actually, you know what? I take that back. I think it's just more the Raiders in general. I think like with Antonio Brown, it's like the. I think players go to there to die. To be honest with you, I who knows. know. out in
3: Randy Moss. You yeah, nothing for two years, and they set a record. with... Well, my whole umbrellas. thing is, I think,
4: and, and I actually we I talked about this on a podcast months ago because I'm very passionate about the Steelers. So Antonio Brown is not my favorite person, but I talked about how he's kind of sold himself out in my opinion, and he's become more Hollywood and stuff and this and that and more glamor. And I think that's going to start to hurt him. And then he goes to the Raiders who Vegas has them at over under six wins. So they are, I mean, Hey, anything could happen. They could have a great season. They could win 11 games. I mean, when the angels won the world series in 2001, they were like, who knows what odds when the Rams won it with Warner, they were crazy odds, but I, yeah, I'm never gonna count out A. B. Yeah, so he's anything, a anything could happen. He's a but bad my whole dude. thing is like he's their only re, like their major offensive weapon. So like he's gonna Williams. Okay, anyway, oh, wow. so he's gonna be like covered pretty heavily and stuff, and that's gonna be the main focus. And he doesn't have Roethlisberger throwing him anymore. Also,
2: I know Joe loves uh, Josh Jacobs. That's his name, right? Joe's a Josh huge. Jacobs, he's a yeah. huge fan. So huge fan of the don't backs. don't disparage him.
6: Solid running back of Alabama. Workhorse. Yeah. Solid size. Reminds you of Brandon
1: Jacobs. Oh,
5: Jesus, uh,
6: he's ready to run. He's ready to run. It's gonna be a make or break season for Derek Carr. I think he has a lot to prove this year. Uh, uh you know, with a are we still receiver. live on that phone,
1: Joe? No, we're not. Oh. We're not live. On well, that
6: phone.
5: was quick, no. Joe.
6: The John Gruden's gonna get ready for Vegas. This offense Whoa. could be slightly <laughs> explosive. <laughs>
5: Who knows? Who knows? Let's speaking. Who knows is right. <laughs> speaking of John Gruden, what do you guys think, man? I mean, he's got that big contract. What do you think? I mean, he's He's been struggling the last couple of years. What do you think That
4: contract, in my opinion, was meant for Vegas. I don't think, like, personally, the way they treated last season with how they got rid of Khalil Mack and other stuff, I don't think they give a shit about Oakland anymore. I think they're just out here saying, like, he's doing what he can to set up a team for Vegas. So when they go out to Vegas, they have themselves a good team that can win games right away. It's not like Vegas has to wait three or four years for a winning team. Like, he wants to go out there and bring a winning team to Vegas the moment he gets there. And... I already heard something the other day that they said like they think the Oakland Raiders franchise will, like double in value the moment they even get to Vegas. Yeah. So, like they were saying right now, their franchise is worth about six hundred million, and that they think by the time they get to Vegas, they'll be worth like one point two. I I don't disagree though with him
3: getting rid of Mari Cooper. I don't think he was in no, the
4: he was receiver. struggling in Oakland, and yeah. he went to Dallas. He went to a, and he, I think also I have a big thing with a lot of some of these players that where they're struggling in any sport when they're struggling in a certain team. Yeah, they need to that start. The moment they do go to somewhere else, it is kind of a restart for them. Like yeah. I've, uh, what was it like recently with, uh, in baseball, Aaron Sanchez struggling with the blue Jays goes over to Houston. One of the, the actually the best record in baseball, killing it. His first start, he goes six, no hit innings. And then his bullpen comes in and completes the yeah. team. No hitter. Yeah.
2: So, I mean, with that, I mean, and we're getting really deep into it. Houston has a way with pitchers. We saw with Charlie Morton, came over from the Pirates, became great. Verlander. Garrett Cole, who's a you know local kid. Came over, became great. Yeah, Verlander re- resurrected his career. Dallas they, Michael. They got something special
4: going in Houston, so Yeah. But and yeah, I just
5: picked up Zach Granke, you no? Know?
4: Yeah, well yeah. And Granke's uh I don't as far as I know, he's never won a World Series before. He's, he's not also not been quoted not to not say work. he doesn't he, uh, he's also been quoted to say he doesn't care about winning. He cares about the money, but I think he's ready to win.
3: Uh, he was tough with the Dodgers when they got rid of him. That was a that was a big hit they took,
2: you know.
4: Yeah, this is the the Dodger guy here. Oh, Andy.
2: Andy. They made zero World Series with Zach Greinke, and they made two since he's been gone. So
3: okay,
4: yeah, good point. Good point. Two with Rich Hill. But back to the Raiders, <laughs> though, to finish up on that one,
3: I think them getting rid of Cleo Mack and Omari Cooper wasn't a bad thing, you know. No, they yeah, they didn't want Because I think they're all guys.
4: about the future, and it's. And I mean, yeah, I mean, Khalil got Mack. a lot of
3: good draft picks for those guys. Yeah, I mean,
4: Khalil Mack's a monster no matter where he's going to be, and he showed that immediately with the Bears. But uh, And Amari Cooper left, too, but it's like you can't say, like, oh, they, that was a mistake by the Raiders, because who's to say they would have been that good with Oakland? Well, they rid of Amari Cooper, they had, they had A.B. I think A.B. is better. No, I, I, and, I, and I agree with that. I mean, I can't sit here and be completely bitter the whole time towards him. He is still a great receiver, and if he is healthy, he is going to produce for Oakland. That's just a tough division, though. It is. The Chiefs are very the Chiefs good. The Chargers, Chargers are, are probably top, the best team in that top, division yeah. now since, uh, who knows what's going on with the Chiefs. I mean, will Mahomes have as great as a season this year?
2: Will Andy Reid eat 11-foot-long subs per game? Question's question's d- will you will you
3: draft Mahomes, though, in the top 10 is the question.
2: So
4: I've actually had that debate where I am sitting ninth in a fantasy draft, and our league is ridiculous where your quarterback gets half a point for a completion. <laughs>
3: Oh wow. So okay. guys like Patrick
4: Mahomes are actually very vital uh, if he yeah. especially if he has the year like he had last year. Like I forget who had him in our league last year, but there was multiple weeks where he would give you just alone, like 50, 60 points. Yeah. So it obviously depends on the league you're in. I think if you're in a standard like PPR league, then I wouldn't go him top ten. Like what you could Kelsey? still grab him second round. Now Kelsey, yeah, I actually just looked at something recently that has Kelsey as like an all around top ten PPR player. So and I think that obviously <laughs> Oh,
6: no, Uh, consecutively, like the past fantasy uh, league or year, he was uh, averaging 25 points a game. So he was definitely doing production on that side. And so without that target, I feel like Mahomes isn't going to really score a lot of points. So it's kind of like a make or break season.
5: 100%. Um, I I would say, you know, quarterbacks especially, you could fill out your roster with solid running backs. You get those top-end receivers. But QBs? I mean, there's a few top-tier guys that you can reach later in the rounds. I would never touch QB first round. That's just me.
3: Right now, though, I think the weakest position is tight end.
5: Yeah, that's what I'm gonna say. With,
2: why Kelsey's so valuable? For... Gronk is gone this Gronk's year, gone. so that's a big blow to that yeah. position. Well,
3: Kelsey's
4: by far the number one. You got
3: Kelsey, you got Ertz, yeah, and you got Kittle. And after that, yep. Hunter Henry, big well, drop. Well, yeah, big hey, drop. but then I think a lot of hey, people are Henry, gonna, Henry, gonna like Jerry the Cook?
4: Well, no, I think like a lot of people are gonna like the guy from Denver, Fant. Font, yeah, however you want to hard, say it. it. It's hard to bet on a rookie. The
3: last rookie I remember yeah. being good was the guy from Denver when Peyton was there. Well, I think
4: Kittle was Kittle rookie last year. Yeah, he, yeah. he no, was. was he he? No, yeah, a, Kittle year.
6: came oh. in with the,
4: uh, uh, Iowa. Iowa brings in the tight ends.
6: Yeah, I, the, those all guys are all good.
4: because they're grass fed. Yeah. Those boys, yeah, they are grass.
3: fed
5: Iowa, Notre Dame, tight <laughs> end no. factories. Oh, don't throw Notre Dame in there, dude. There's no really? tight end from Notre Dame, really There's though. though? Shit. No. Can't me. throw Notre Dame. Kyle Rudolph. Okay, Kyle Rudolph was garbage last year.
3: Killed my team. I've been a, hurt a, for like three years in a row. Yeah, i still hurt. John Carlson.
2: Oh
3: wow! Hey, bro. now we're reaching.
4: He had a couple
2: moments. Okay. No, Miami brings all the good tight ends. Ray Rick Finkel? <laughs> okay. Well, and the, I think their best tight end got in trouble for. Or, I mean, pretty big trouble for Jeremy Shockey. Uh, no, Kellen Windsor Jr. is going Boy. to jail for like raping old women. So <laughs> in, he didn't in, yeah. in the league, anyways. <laughs>
5: yeah. Didn't there other tight end also? Bubba Franks. Or...
4: Was Bubba Franks on the Dolphins? Yeah. He was, Would huh? That be, I uh, don't remember that be name. Really
5: I don't know. Well, the so Dolphins
4: have out. one of the best kickers of all time, Ray Finkel.
5: I, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Was it Finkel
4: or Einhorn? Einhorn is Finkel.
5: Einhorn or Finkel. <laughs>
4: Wait.
2: Whoa. Finkel is Einhorn. <laughs> uh, love it. I mean, on a serious note, the uh, Dolphins kicker is from Ville Park High School. It's pretty cool.
5: No shit.
2: Yeah. yeah really enlighten me um sanders that's his name i
4: think it's
5: Jeff. i i went to high school what with is his it? older is brother it? is
2: it i forgot which which oh, jason on, no jason man. sanders jason. jason.
5: yeah joe probably no knows it's probably around his era right uh, i think his no, brother played soccer while i was there what is this uh yeah, no there's there's daniel a daniel was the guy
2: who's from my year, yeah
5: okay that's awesome man. he, he has a sister too Spartans right? represent a lot of people went that, to these I schools know. i think so we were talking about that on the pod last
1: earlier this week we had el medina kids uh, who was his name that's uh, in that dog movie this week
2: Milo Ventimiglia.
4: Whoa.
5: yeah he's almamadina yeah Alma okay. also
4: Almadina also has Freddie freeman let me let me yeah, throw Freddie this freeman
5: i think I think we got a you know some orange lutheran people here yeah yeah no? uh e p Luke can, can I throw this out there undervalued overvalued uh aaron in draft? uh one? he was i played n j b against him same. That's about as far as it goes. For. When I heard he went to USC, I kind of freaked out a little bit. I was a little surprised by that one.
2: I felt very bad what happened with him with Barkley just coming in and totally being way better. <laughs> and it's like, oh, he's done already. But, like, I mean, yeah, I, I knew him for a very long time. And it's like, man, eh. Great uh, guy. That's what happens. Great guy. But I, I, yeah. the fact that he went to SC He shouldn't have gone. He should have known they were going to get someone me. even better. So.
1: I have a uh, funny story about Freddie Freeman. Talk the to me. first day of third grade, I just moved uh, to Villa Park, and I'm going to Villa Park Elementary. And I'm walking through the little area where like the lunch tables are, and I see this kid who looks like Buzz from Home Alone, <laughs> wearing, wearing sweatpants, and he's a big ass kid, even in third or he had been fourth grade, I think. And he picks up this kid and puts him in a trash can. Shit, you not? Know, this is my not. That, I'm not at this school for more than happens. five minutes at this point. I was like, my god. Where are, cause I had just come from Linda Vista. I was like. I'm in the ghetto. I was like, where
4: the and <laughs> where, Sean, where am I? Sean ended up helping that kid out of the trash can, and that's how him and Andy met. Yeah, that was
2: Andy. No, I'm oh, kidding. It wasn't Andy. No, it's, it's a true story that uh, Freddie Freeman was banned from my house as a child. Wow. Yeah, because he lived he, uh, down the street no from both of us. way. He like, broke my sister's bike or something. <laughs> <laughs> my dad's like, no, you're not allowed back. He beat you Should up, up in your, cli- your Clippers
1: jersey. He used to,
2: yeah. used to beat you don't up. Let, I, that's don't let I, that, I, that smile fool you. I actually did
5: not know he's that a, story. He's a
1: snake. Dumps. Yeah, <laughs> he'll put you in a trash can. Unbelievable! There was I, something straight out of like Family Matters or something. At least I,
5: recycle it, you, dick.
3: I went. <laughs> right? to, I went to high school with Ryan Khalil and Matt Slater, and, and they I were survived. survived. high school, and I was a junior. And they were seniors, and they were kind of unassuming guys. But to see them both be in the league this long and like thrive is, is amazing. Uh,
2: Slater, that's incredible because that guy hasn't. I don't think he's even caught a pass. And yeah. he's technically a wide receiver. Just a special team to ace. Just incredible. What
3: else was great to see about Slater? His dad is a massive guy. He's yeah. the his dad
4: just lives up the up the way, too. Yeah. I used to see him walking all the time up there where I used to live great up guy. the hill. And I actually played baseball against his son, one of his younger ones who wasn't, like, a major athlete. Yeah. But just played baseball. And, then, like, he would be in the stands and stuff. And he he was a big guy. Like, you would always. Huge. Even at the gas station up by where he lives, they had like a picture of him in there like yeah. a signed photo of him in a Rams like jersey and stuff and it's like
5: that's Jackie
3: Slater's son yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah yeah Jackie it was, was, it was man funny about. I think his last game he brought Jackie Slater brought Eric Dickerson Vince Ferragamo all these old Rams up there. My dad was totally geeking out. Got to a, bring his a little mini helmet. Gets a sign while them. I'm like, don't embarrass me, pops. Man, keep it together. <laughs> Jesus, you groupie. At least get a big helmet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it was it was cool. A growing, it was cool playing with those guys because you just saw the work ethic they put in. Even though they weren't like Slater was a superstar in high school. clue was you know kind of average, but he went to like a camp dominated, and then all of a sudden got his uh, scholarship to USC, and that's where his career took
2: off. But his dad played a little bit of uh, NFL ball too. And now his younger brother played in the NFL. Yeah, Ryan Khalil retired and then came out of retirement just like this week. Last week, the Jets, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, I guess you're going to get paid a million dollars to play sports. My only regret was I wasn't best friends with these guys in high school.
3: Yeah, right? If only you knew. (laughs) (laughs) If only knew. Hey, buddy, can
1: I get you a sandwich? Lunchables? Can I massage (laughs) your shoulders during (laughs) lunch break there? You look a little
3: (laughs) tense. Can I take your math test for you? No problem.
1: I played against uh, Clay Thompson in high school. Who's and that? Really, is, is
5: he good? <laughs>
1: he's okay. Is he a um, margarita is high
5: school? Horrible, he, horrible shooter.
1: He did something. I think he played a little bit in the junior league. Um, oh, played, for the, he played yeah, five yeah, games right. in the NBA Finals this year, five that's full right. games. yeah, The Golden guy. State Spartans, right? Yeah, yeah. and, yeah. Oh, no, and uh, what was cool, and I mean, it didn't really mean anything to me when I'm 15, but his dad sitting up there in the stands watching, and he's like, god damn, like, if, if only you knew too, like what this kid was gonna co- become, right?
4: Well, that's what's crazy too is he God only damn. went to like Washington, which wasn't a good, like a great. No, it was Washington State. Okay, that's in even Washington
2: better. Washington State. State. He went State. Went to no, play for you're right. Tony Bennett, national championship winning coach. Yeah, <laughs> then he left right away. But Amazing still. voice. Yeah, Why did he, yeah. he yeah. left. Too <laughs> of an angel. Michael Bennett. He got <laughs> in trouble for marijuana up there,
6: didn't he? Clay.
4: Clay. Yeah. I would hope so. Ain't
6: nothing
4: <laughs> wrong with that. That's a voyager. But it was like he went to. Uh, Went up there and actually, like, quietly led the Pac 12 in scoring, as far as I know. And he, uh, but it's like, Washington State's not a great basketball school. And that's the funny thing is, like, he's at Washington State. Homeboy Curry's over there at Davidson. Oh, crazy. Two schools that aren't that big and, like, whatever. Everybody can handle the Warriors, but think about that. They drafted a guy. Oh, they're good at drafting.
3: Like Steph Curry, right? And then they turn around, they draft Clay, and then they draft Draymond in the second round.
2: As all Jerry those West. Are the three so right there. All right, I got, I got the rebuttal here. Okay, let's The same it. year they drafted Draymond Green in the second round, Yeah, they drafted Fests Azili seven it. picks before that. So,
3: Azili is actually a good backup.
2: Uh, he's not; doesn't play anymore. So. Yeah. Well,
3: he was, he was solid, solid for at that.
2: They thought, what I'm saying, they thought Azili was better than Draymond Green. Otherwise, right. they would have drafted Green first. The Detroit right?
4: Pistons also thought that uh, whatever that guy is, that big white guy's name Darko? Darko Milicic or whatever was a stud. <laughs>
3: I, you gotta that look at those, go? and I mean, I, I know when KD came over and muddied the waters, but otherwise, man, that team was well, well put together. KD likes drama wherever he goes. Now nah, I think they're gonna have a little bit of a setback this year for sure, because I think D'Angelo Russell's garbage.
4: <clears throat>
1: they should get not Julia back. Big.
4: I think D'Angelo Russell thrives in a perfect situation like he had last year, where he went to a team that was young and East not Coast good, different. and he was East able Coast to like different. take the take. He was able to like take control of that team. But going to Golden State, I don't think he's going to be nearly as effective. I think he'll help Curry out a little bit when Thompson's out because Thompson's not coming back to, like, what, January or something, probably? Early,
1: the are lucky.
4: Yeah. So he's – I think he's going to, like – I don't know. He's got some confidence now, so I think he could do something. But that the com- West has gotten strong, man. The- Can we
5: talk about those contracts in Golden State? Yeah. I mean, that's – I mean, D'Angelo, Max – you know Draymond Max. Draymond Max like are you Max. kidding me let's talk about that that's a lot that's yeah a they're lot not gonna have un- any they didn't team. have
4: depth this year they're really not gonna have depth I mean they didn't have depth this past season they're really not gonna have depth this upcoming season and also the west has just gotten better I mean obviously the Lakers got better the Clippers got a lot better the Utah Jazz and Portland Blazers in my opinion both got better you have the Houston Rockets just got better I mean, where are the where are the Warriors going to rank? I mean, this is going to be the first year in a long time where we don't see the Warriors like being like the number one for sure. Like they could easily be the sixth or seventh seed. They could even. They, there's a chance they don't even make the playoffs if yeah. Thompson doesn't come back in time. Yeah, no, absolutely. Because they're right. not they're not going to have the depth. And if D'Angelo Russell comes back to how we <clears throat> think D'Angelo Russell can be, which isn't that amazing, it, it could be ugly for the Warriors. Well, I, I watched D'Angelo when I was a Laker fan. I'm still a Laker fan, but.
3: Is he could score. There's no yeah. doubt he could no, he score. He definitely can. He could score at Ohio State, but too. For a 23-year-old, 24-year-old guy, he looks like he has the worst knees I've ever seen on a player. <laughs> he walks bow-legged, and he plays underneath the rim. And you look at the West, the guards in, in the West Coast, they're just unstoppable. And he can't D-up nobody. There's not one guard in the West that can say, oh, Dan Russell will guard that guy. Not one. Even Devin Booker down in Phoenix is going to take him to school. So the Warriors, but the exciting part about it, though, is this is the first year the NBA is actually wide open. There's oh, no absolutely, and I agree here.
4: with that. It is the first year in at least I would say four or five years, for sure. That the first year that who is going to win? I mean, it's like yeah, it's really the Lakers have been a team that can open. obviously win. The Clippers, the Bucks, I guess, the Sixers. Yeah, the I mean, the Rockets with Harden in them. It's like this is finally going to be the first time where it's like the NBA, and I think that's why there's so much hype. Where it's like, holy shit, this is going to be exciting. It's not just automatically. And granted, the Warriors didn't win it last year, but they were there, and the Warriors are always there. But it's like I mean, this is the had first they time they not where... had
1: those injuries. Who knows? They probably they could
4: have. Yeah, I mean, I, I right. truly believe if uh, Thompson doesn't get hurt Game Six, if he completes that dunk, he truly believes.
1: I know. I was thinking it too, Andy. No drinking intended. Tr- they're
4: drinking. If, if Thompson gets that, if Thompson gets that dunk and uh, doesn't get hurt, and he completes the three point play, which he did, hit both free throws. Uh, the way he was shooting, I think. Uh, Warriors win that game and they go back to game seven and then the script kind of flips like all of a sudden Toronto's like holy shit we were up 3-1 it's 3-3 Thompson and Curry and all those guys have been there before the Warriors easily might have won that series but uh, you know they didn't crazy things happen I mean that's what happens you know Thompson goes up for a dunk on a breakaway play a broken play hits the ground awkwardly and honestly is lucky it wasn't worse because that was an ugly looking injury.
1: Yeah, I mean that was just a rough series for them. You have he oh, yeah. dying, of us. you have Durant dying,
4: and you Everyone have died. Thompson dying. <laughs> like, and speaking of like Durant, actually recently came out and broke the ice of saying that yeah,
1: that, he needed. To he do
4: doesn't that. blame Golden State. He said someone asked, "Was it their fault? Did they manage it wrong?" And he said, "Hell no." It was just another game, and like basically what happened, happened.
5: Good for him. That yeah. is good That's for him. That's the right thing. Media, media jumps in so oh, fast of to they say do. everything like, was mismanaged. A lot of I the mean, sports news is basically like CNN. So much CNN. Hype. We, we all just need to calm down a little bit. Yeah.
4: I agree. A lot of things do get pushed out of like out of control and stuff. and we gotta... Like Joe. <laughs> like Joe Joe's got something to say.
6: Uh, I just think it's going to be a true testament this year to see how these four stars are going to come together. Because originally, this is the championship team that they formed. And you know, talking about that last game six when Clay went down, I mean, they play off of energy, and it's crazy to see these this team shoot those damn threes from so far away because they definitely pick up all the energy, uh, you know. But now, if Clay Thompson can't come back, we got D'Angelo, and if he's, we? he we well, like I'm talking about Golden State as in we comes out of, with that energy that Joe represents the North now, and he just starts taking over. Laco, I mean, back. we have two shooting guards like Clay and we? D'Angelo that are just, I mean, Steph. Start taking over, and then you got Draymond. Uh, Dray, you got Draymond banging it down low, just getting it going. It. It's, it's gonna be, it's gonna be it's,
4: it's interesting. We got Draymond. Hey,
6: don't ever, That's don't what they calm, count them out. I'm just know, saying, don't ever the count them team. out. They, are definitely like an energy team. They feed off of but each I'm other. I'm
4: saying, like my only concern with them is that they don't have the depth, and the West has gotten significantly better.
6: Well, that's going to be a true test now. We're like I'm saying, like the teams that's going to be easy. Teams at the bottom have of the a good West, team.
4: like or like, I'm not even going to say bottom. I mean the middle, like Portland and Utah. I'm like really high on both those teams. Like oh, obviously, yeah. I'm a big
5: Laker fan, but what about the Jazz. I'm- <laughs> Where is Utah, Joe? See, I don't know about Portland, man. I don't know if Portland's in there. I I, I definitely put Denver in there. You know, no, I, I do you like everyone? Denver. Here's there's my some, thing there's with, some hype on, here's some my thing hype on what Portland. What makes you so in love with Denver? Like, what about Denver excites you? It's the, you the slopes. Denver, a guy. Oh, Denver. yo, I'm, I'm not on that bandwagon. There's a lot of hype. I mean, they were doing their thing. I really think that if they, they went out to Portland, right? If I'm yeah. Out, yeah, I, I literally think they were a better <laughs> matchup for Golden State. Give them Portland some I agree. One hundred percent. Here's why I like Portland. that big boy of theirs. Oh, he's, yeah. Jokic, he's Jokic beyond the that though. I have he's no the real faith.
3: In, no faith in Murray. I think he's a scoring point guard, but I don't think he facilitates the team well. I don't really like their other pieces. I don't like. I'm not a big Paul Millsap
5: guy. Yeah. What about what about add Carmelo so he can retire you know, somewhere where Carmelo's he made an impact? No, I think he just got denied from so the national team. This is
4: why I'm big on a uh, on a uh, Portland is because. Lillard and McCollum, I've always been a great fan of. They both yeah. got paid this off season, so they're both happy. You're uh, Nurkic is just coming back at some point. What about Whiteside? But I was just gonna say, yeah, yeah they, they got they them. got the depth. Whiteside just came in there. They got Kent Bazemore now, who comes in off the bench, who's gonna be good. They already have some good young guys, like they have Collins, who's proved himself as good. They have a who's the one guy, that Andy, that came in and tore it up like towards the end of the season for Portland. They had like a forward or guard or something.
2: So Portland's got this kid Anthony Simons. Yeah, he's like 19, or he was 19 last year, like straight out of high school. But he went five years in high school, so he was eligible for the draft. And people were high on him. That he five schooled. years in high school.
3: Yeah, he's a really smart guy.
5: Mm, yeah. <laughs> hey, so did Sony, but no yeah. one's you know counting. But no, they they have yeah, held back. My it's biggest great. thing is depth, and Portland
4: I think has good depth. Rodney Hood's coming back too. Woo-woo! <laughs> Steve Blake unretired
2: like and is coming back. Yeah, no, he's,
4: he's not. But. I, I have no faith in Portland. I just I don't
3: think they Damian Lillard kinda let me down after he had that big series in, against Oklahoma. He
1: launched it from half court.
3: He drills that. I'm thinking he's just gonna take over the rest of the playoffs. And oh. he had a letdown in the Denver series. Yeah, he got a to too. too.
5: He got shut down. You guys you guys with PG on that was a bad shot? That last shot of the series <laughs> that he that he drained? I'm always with PG. And oh, shut up, Andy. Well, here, here, here's
4: my thing. Is I, uh, Joe, I, Joe was working. I won't say his name of work because I don't want all the groupies going there. But I was uh, sitting at uh, the place of Joe's work. I was at the bar top. And uh, all of a sudden, we were watching that game. And Damian Lillard shoots that shot, and the place went nuts. And you could say it was a bad shot all you want. but
1: I mean, you'd, we would say, say it's a bad day, shot if he missed it, but he made it.
3: I think it was a great shot. I think he knew exactly what he was doing. And he yeah. lined it up, and he hit it. But I just don't see Portland. I, I think everybody's kind of sleeping on it. Like, let, let's just be honest, this whole off season, everybody has just taken a giant dump on LeBron.
1: Oh yes, they, they have. buried him. I think a lot of people. Andy, are I think it was actually diarrhea. Yeah. yeah, they're pissed. They're not in. Space All I gotta too. say
4: about that is don't poke the bear. You'll see. Yeah. Don't I, poke. I, the bear. No, I agree with that. I've actually told people that I would honestly bet the odds of whatever it is for LeBron to win MVP this year because yeah. I have I, a big feeling he he last year what happened to him he wasn't used to it. He wasn't yeah. used to the fact of playing only half a season pretty much not making the playoffs. I, I, he works hard. I think he's going to come out this year and try to prove to the league that, hey, I still got some. I think he wants one more MVP. You guys can't oh, yeah. see it either, but my buddy Marty has modeled his hair after Kyle Kuzma,
1: <laughs>
3: who I think everybody is sleeping on as well as our third option.
1: He just said he'd step
3: up as the third option. This guy's been training with everybody over the offseason. He's showing the kind of worth, ethic ethnic you want to see out of a young guy like him. I think he's our next young superstar. He's on a rookie contract, which is good for our team. I don't think we needed a third star. I don't think we needed Quietland. I think it would have destroyed our bench. I'm, so I'm with, glad we didn't sign him.
5: I'm totally with Stephen A. when he says that he thinks LeBron's going to come out and be MVP this year. I agree um, with it too. Then I, I, I'm not, you know, the biggest LeBron guy. I think uh, for me, um, you know, doing all of the Space Jam, doing all of the outside mm-hmm. productions that he does. He's not necessarily focusing on basketball. Um, granted, you come to LA to be a mogul, right? Yet Magic and Kobe and the guys that you talk about that you're, you know, learning from to be the mogul that you want to be in LA—they did this after basketball. This guy's doing this thing while he's still playing, you know. And I think this year, you know, especially missing the playoffs, that's got to be a huge wake-up call for him, right? You know, and, and especially going to the finals for, what, seven straight years? Seven? Yeah, some, I, think seven, I think it was eight. Seven, eight? Seven or eight. It's, yeah. it's four straight like, with the heat, four straight with the uh, whatever you like bring, boy. Whenever
3: you bring up Stephen
5: A.L., I think about Stay off the weed. The weed. Yeah, so speaking of weed, uh, I was on a Bumble the other day, right? And there was, <laughs> uh, I transition mean, not, not, yeah, not trying, to, not trying to out this chick, right? But uh, her name was W-I-D-A. And I didn't even look at her face before I, before I heard Stephen A. in my ear was like, "Lay off the weed." I was like, "I'm sorry, girl, but I just, I, unless I want Stephen A. in my ear the whole time that we're getting together, I just I don't know if we could do this." But you know what I mean? It's not gonna work. I I would not count LeBron out this year. I think he's gonna come back in a big way, and I think I think the leg Show is ready for a. For big things, each, man.
1: Each one of these Taco Tuesdays he does charges him up. Taco Tuesday! I love that both of you didn't. Well, Joe's not on a mic, but you looked up when you did
4: it. <laughs> well, someone heard that. We definitely did. Whether you Joe, your phone's
3: ringing. <laughs> I can be honest with you, like, when he does that, it's the most corniest thing I've ever seen. I think t- LeBron's corny. Corniest? You know? Oh, no, or I think corniest. both. A little
4: bit of both. He's
3: corny. <laughs> Depends
4: if they're soft or hard shell tacos. Oh, I I know. Full full hard shell. But see
5: with LeBron,
6: I feel like he's very heartfelt and like the biggest thing that he transitioned was like standing up for the league and doing a lot of things for like I will the donation, the fundraiser. What's it called?
4: Uh,
5: You tell us. Uh, Me too. Me too. (laughs) Me
4: too. His high school. (laughs) I'm actually glad Joe cut on to that because I'm going be surprised. like, no, you're right. Yeah. I know, <laughs> I Lebron, LeBron's a that. victim himself. The, I
5: promise. The schools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I promise. Absolutely. Yeah. That
6: was really cool. That was a great breakthrough. And then he's got yeah. a son. He's very successful. He's got a couple. He, he's been doing a lot of things. <laughs> And I think that this is a true testament to actually establish his own team going into this year, picking up a lot of good assets and didn't really wait. And Anthony Davis was the biggest one. And, hey, who's That's to fun. say Anthony Davis isn't very hungry? I was going to say know? Antonio. Hey, man, wow, I got I'm Boogie welcome. Cousins as well, guys. Said. Don't forget Sorry. about that. A- Anthony
4: da- Anthony that, Davis has a chance mm-hmm. to maybe even be MVP. You never know. I, he's yeah. inspired. I like that because he even said right away, he's like, I'm not going to play for the USA team because I want to focus solely on the Lakers. And it's I like that. Love
2: it nobody's playing for the usa teams. So. yeah everyone, no i agree I, and i'm sure that has something to do with it but
4: regardless that nobody's playing or not I, li- I still like that comment it gives me as a fan hope that like okay anthony davis is all in this year and he should be yeah. he's gonna be happy i also love the trade
3: everybody was giving like lonzo ball has potential but he hasn't done anything you watch yourself <laughs> i agree <laughs>
4: lonzo all
3: right lonzo, lonzo has improvement he, has, he hasn't been healthy in two years Randy Ingram to me is just oh, trash, trash. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. Give, trash, give him trash, the mic. Garbage,
4: Garbage,
6: Garbage
4: you. Joe, give us Garbage, your opinion. Garbage, mic. man. No. That guy just used okay, to go, get go, me suck go, a go, into the cheese
6: factory. Christ, you. Joe. You He's soft, dude. He's soft. Soft like Charmin. Don't let me hear you say it again.
1: Soft yeah. like Charmin. Um, I'll say this about Ingram. I think he could become Bynum, the greatest player who never was. But he could also easily become a pretty decent player if he can do. An uh, onto and on Kempo and gain 50 pounds. Well, like he's the, too thin.
3: The whole thing is, when he came in the league, we all thought he was the next version of KD, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah. what he was compared to. Yeah, He had 40% three point shooting at Duke. I thought he was going to mix it up. None of that happened in the league. He, he just also, wants to dribble the ball till about eight seconds left on the shot clock and force up a, a weak ass layup that I could probably swap from my wheelchair. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Look at I, this. I just hate it. I can't stand it. I'm glad he's gone. Good good riddance, good trails.
5: Also, I, uh, yeah, I think it was a good trade. What do you th- what do you think though? I mean, I-, I feel like, at least in my recent history, some of the guys that left the Angels, some of the guys that left the Lakers, they become better players once they leave, and it pisses yeah. me off. Yeah. So
4: I think I honestly. So with that said, it kind of goes back to what I said earlier about uh, D'Angelo uh, Russell when he left the Lakers and tore it up at the Nets because they were a young team that didn't have much. I honestly do think that Lonzo and Ingram are. I'm not saying they're going to have like incredible year, seasons, but I think they're going to have at least one of those guys. I think will have their best season so far. They're, oh, they're yeah. still in the West Coast, okay? I know that, Don't but it's it like, I'm just saying. I think like as a team, like even if you're on the West Coast, the way defense is played nowadays, teams score 104 points a game. If you go play for
3: Mike D'Antoni, you could be what Jeremy Lin was for
6: 12
4: games. Exactly, so score I'm 40 saying, points a game, get like 10 years more of your NBA career that you never deserved. Saw and a ring. That's and another, uh, and, and Jeremy Lin's out there actually speaking of that you said that is out there crying that us team hasn't signed him yet. Well,
3: he, he sucks, but so you know it? what? He got his. But what his I'm
4: eighty million. Just what I'm getting at though is it's when it is a young team like that. It's like Lonzo and Ingram are kind of already going there, and they're already like the guys. I mean, here's the thing that I actually just wanted to talk about. Like we haven't even brought up Zion yet.
3: Holy Mount Zion is going to so, dominate.
4: So Zion is the reason the Pelicans have an opening day game. Against the World Champion Raptors, Christmas Day, and he also has a Christmas Day game against the Denver Nuggets, and so obviously I'm excited to see what Zion's gonna do. I think we all are, and I mean I don't know what you guys think how he will do, but before we get into that, regardless, I just think like like I said, I don't know if Ingram and Lonzo are gonna have incredible seasons, but I guarantee you at least one of those guys has their best season so far because even if they're not, even if they aren't on a team that's not that great, it's like they're still a younger team and I just think getting away from all the pressure and stuff, whether it's playing with LeBron or playing with whoever being in LA, they're going to, I just think they're going to do better. I just, and they're also going into like their what third, fourth seasons. So it's about that time when you start kind of making that leap and this might be good for them, but I don't know. It'll be interesting to see, but I just think one of those guys will actually do pretty well.
5: Yeah. I, I I can agree with you there for sure. I think especially in this system and especially being a team of young guns where you don't have the likes of LeBron James or Rajon Rondo looking over your back or judging your every move. They really get to, you know, flex their individuality on their team and they really get to become their own player. So I wouldn't doubt that they really get to put up the, you know, the stats that, you know, they think they're capable of and they don't have to worry about playing a system that, you know, a veteran would, you know, talk them down on or anything of that sort. But when it comes to Zion, I think, you know, I've I've been seeing highlights of the guy since I was, you know, in you know, since he was in high school. And, you know, I think yeah, we all come to see the big plays of Zion and you know, I I don't take anything away from the guy as far as being a legit player, but you gotta come to realize that, you know, the NCAA is not the NBA and you're exactly. you're going up against Some big boys. You're not the only big body out there and you're not the only one that's been doing this. And there's guys have been doing this for years and they're, they got their target on your back now. And not like you didn't have that in college, but these are much more capable players. So I, he's going to get his highlights and ESPN is going to give him his time, but I wouldn't don him rookie of the year by any means. You know, I, I think there's some other promising candidates out there and I, I think that. With all the spotlight on him, it may give opportunity to shine to some of these new players on the team, whether it be Lonzo Ball, whether it be Brandon Ingram. But, uh, you know, I don't know, Sonny, what do you think about that?
3: Well, I'm just going to be honest with everybody. Let me ask you a real question around the table here. When's the last Duke player done well in the NBA?
2: just
3: this will be an Andy,
4: uh,
2: Andy what, Kennedy, backloaded to Grand
3: Hill. I mean, give
2: me, give me the last All Star that was. A, that was got a, a Elton Duke Brand. Team. We got Kyrie Irving, and I think Jason so, Tatum will be an All Star next year.
4: Really quick with Kyrie Irving, I think a lot of us don't count Kyrie Irving. I feel like because yeah, he, he only played, played like yeah a couple games at Duke, Rough but true. Jason Tatum obviously I would say has been the most recent stud out of Duke. I mean, I think I I, I think Jason Tatum's a great player to I'm be honest. Cool. I think Jason Tatum yeah, came out. I was out almost couple, upset that we
3: didn't take him. We oh, well, looking
4: back at it now, I mean, we could have taken so many people. But, I mean, I think when you look back at Jason Tatum, he had a great rookie year a couple years ago. He had a good year last year. Well, he took a step back last year a little bit. Yeah, but he's a decent year. But I think with Kyrie gone, I, think, I honestly think, like, Kemba Walker is going to do well with these guys because I yeah. don't think Kemba Walker is so much in his the big his spotlight. And Kemba Walker. counting out Jalen Brown, too. Yeah, no, Jalen Brown showed a lot of right, promise. No, no, no,
6: Let's talk
3: about Jalen Brown for a second. What about him do you like about his game? He's athletic, but what else? I don't see anything else
6: besides that. I think for his size, like, he's pretty versatile. And I think adding to that team, he contributes a lot of points offensively, averages like 10 to 14 points, and I think he just brings a lot of energy. Uh, he's got a, something to prove, too. I mean, he's, he's a rising star when Kyrie went out last year. He did very well. And then that momentum kind of slowed down when Kyrie showed up this year. Knocked off a couple of the chemistry, but I'm definitely hopeful for Tatum, and I think that combination with them sticking together, that chemistry is going to add, especially in this camp with Popovich coaching him up.
3: I, I think uh, Jalen Brown, a super athletic, right? Oh boy, uh, but I, I don't see, I don't see any. He doesn't have any handle. I don't see a consistent jump shot. in his Yeah, game.
4: he had moments, I feel like, in the playoffs this year where he kind of did take over a little bit and did well. But, yeah, I don't know. Jalen Brown, I think, will always kind and of this just his be fourth like. fourth or fifth year, right? Yeah, I think he'll always just be kind of like, just kind of like a little bit of an asset, but nothing crazy. I don't think he's going to ever be a superstar I've, I've seen guys that player. go through
3: the league like that, and I'm so tired of hearing about, oh, you got to give these guys time. you got to give yeah, them time. Yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? Like, you see progressions in guys' play, and you know guys are all-stars or not within their third year. Third year's always been my timeline. Yeah.
4: But, uh, you know, who? uh, well, speaking of these young guys who I think can actually have a good year because he's going to have no choice because that team has nobody is John Morant. Yeah. I think John Morant for Memphis is going to come out right away and make an impact because especially now that Conley's gone and stuff, like, they're going to have no choice. What happens to the Raptors? Where did Conley even go? Utah, right? The Raptors even make the playoffs next year. Raptors? Yeah. Only because the East is so weak. Easily,
6: make
4: the yeah. they'll they'll be a five or six seed. O G, coming back. I, I don't think they make the playoffs next year. They okay. lost Kawhi, right? Like the year bolt. before,
3: the year before that, though, they had a. No, you're the right. They don't really have like they don't have an all star. Kyle Lowry to me just kind of on My only thing on is like yeah, yeah. off the top of your head, good. can
4: you name eight teams ahead of them? Though
5: I was yeah. waiting on Kyle Lowry to do his thing the whole time. Kyle Lowry's weak, you know, and you know he, Kyle Lowry's depressed. But hey, when when he came <laughs> out and did his thing, you're like, yes, finally, you know, you want to see your. You want to see the boy, the face of the franchise, do his yeah. thing, even though you know Kawhi became the face of the franchise. But I don't, I don't know, man. I mean, Toronto has depth, though. That's the one thing that could help them in the East. Because here's my thing with the East: I can on top minus
4: Danny Green off the top, of my, some, some, okay. off the so top of my head, I can think of obviously Boston, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, okay, Indiana, probably yep. Brooklyn, obviously now with yep. Kyrie, yep. The DJ group or the
6: city. <laughs> oh i
1: love
4: so, it i love the locals I, uh, thing i hate Detroit that i would put Detroit in Detroit i'll agree with I that, love Blake that Griffin so and Drummond. i like that Derrick Rose if he can have the season again Yo, that he just I'll had Detroit in there. So, where we be. at we're at six or seven we're right at six, right six so oh, far yeah i plan um Orlando made the playoffs last year i don't really know about them this year um you, I mean, Washington, I mean, is John Wall coming back? And if he does come back, how is he even going to be? Rarely built. reup. I'll sleep on the Knicks, though. The Knicks no, he should eight, sleep on the I'll Knicks. I'll sleep all, all day on the Knicks. <laughs> yeah. I, ayo, I'll I'm take on, the best I'm, nap of my I'm,
5: life on the I'm Knicks. In the East. Sometimes I'm on you do melatonin know. and indica on the fucking <laughs> yeah, Knicks, bro. do Sometimes don't know you do that. know. I'll, I'll drink the whole bottle of
3: NyQuil on the Knicks.
4: Whoa. I'll,
3: I'll take me to abstinence bro, <laughs> when I watch the Knicks game just to
4: hallucinate. Hopefully, yeah. it's a good game. That, that Disney movie about the blonde girl, I'll take that on the Knicks.
5: I love wait, it. It was, it was Sleeping Beauty. Wait, wait. Oh, but which blonde girl? Joe, was? you're not on a mic Sle- when you're talking. Sleeping to you. Beauty. <laughs> oh, <Sorry>. that one. <laughs> My bad. Go on. Tell us about
4: the Knicks here, Joe.
6: What about the Knicks? Okay. No, just How kidding. Reggie I mean, Bullock is going to bring know, that
4: team up hey, where they need you to be. Never know, man.
6: These kids can have a, a really like they could just play well together. It, it's it. You see teams like the Nets come together. A lot of young bucks. They need to prove themselves. They start playing together. Don't forget,
4: basketball is a team sport. The only way the, the only Shh. way the Knicks will be he's remotely serious? close is if R.J. Barrett immediately comes in and just fucks shit <laughs> up. And, he will. I, and I don't know if he's... The Knicks, I think R.J. is going to be Knicks good. The
3: being a good team is as much of a stretch as Joe's butthole, okay? It's, it's bad, right? <laughs> I do love Julius Randle, though.
4: Especially
5: after... That's why I, I like Chipotle so much. Knox.
3: Kevin Knox, Kevin Knox sucks, but April. I do love Julius Randle.
0: 100%. <laughs>
5: Yeah, you know, we could. We, I mean, we could go in circles around you know basketball and sports and all that. I mean, I don't know. Let, maybe let's switch it up. I mean, what? Let's let's switch the whole subject up. What do you guys think about? The whole state of the dating game these days. Let's talk about your your most recent, you know, the game has most recent the Bumble conversations. The you know, let's like, what, talk about let's the, talk the dating about game in general. Joe's experience. Throw the mic. No, no, no. Joe's. Oh, I no, want to no, hear. About Joe? I want to hear about that
2: one.
3: All right. Well, the whole state of the dating game is. Uh, I think it's changed because I think women have are all about me first now, and they're way more promiscuous. Me too. Though. Me too. Way more promiscuous than it's ever been. Uh, back in my heyday, I'm not that old, but. Women were very concerned about their number. I don't He's think they, 47, do I don't, right. they don't care anymore. I Forty-seven. They're all about doing their thing, and um, it was his funny because his number or his
1: age. Uh, Apple's coming out with or they might have come out with exponential the, um, from there, bro. But... He
3: came out with an emoji for wheelchairs.
5: Did they really? They did, right? Oh, they did. And it's all, inclusive. And all of mm-hmm. the women
3: that were using this emoji were about, like, oh, I just got really fucked the night before. Straight they up. using that emoji straight wheelchair. Up. I'm like, I was like, he put me in a chair, up wheelchair, that's how I got home. Yeah, today. I
5: think, you think it's about chicks that, you know, you have can, been. You
6: could put that into a pickup line,
5: actually. Exactly, You're yeah. Like, yeah. What,
6: do you, what emoji do you use? <laughs> I'll you put think you in it's a wheelchair. About chick-
5: chicks have been dealing with some kind of disability. It's like, no, that chick just had a night, bro. That's what it's about. I mean, at least yeah, in our, our experience, emojis. man. I mean, shit, dude. Sonny, I don't know about you, man, but I, 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 feel like it's it's such a toss up with girls these days, man. It's like, you know, you you feel each other, you know, like physically, and then you you get to the conversation, and it's like, shit, you don't you don't know what kind of game you're playing. You don't you don't know what kind of player you're dealing with yet, you know. So it's like, is it something you throw something out there and hope they toss it back, or is it something like, oh, you're feeling some shit, so you throw that out there too? I kind of feel like a like I'm a guy with a kid. <laughs> I have to
3: explain the situation.
5: So it's like That's a good way to put it. That's funny.
3: I used to I used to verbally vomit on girls. I used to be like, I had to like explain everything to you. Like, yeah, hey, I, I piss in a bag, I do this, I do that, whatever, you know, my dick still works, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, okay, that's a little bit too TMI. I'm just not gonna talk to you anymore, and I'd just get ghost. So it's kinda like like I always tell people, like, well, how is it dating in a wheelchair? And it's like having a kid, because you have to explain the situation that you can't get rid of. You know what I mean? Nobody wants to be the step-parent, you know? It's kind of the same thing when you're dating somebody in a wheelchair. So I kind of explain it in layman's terms. I tell them very little. And when they ask me questions, I usually joke about it because I can't handle the seriousness anyways. Well, I
4: liked your uh, analogy when we first met when you talked about how it's like some girls, it's like a, with like an exotic car or something.
3: Oh, yeah. Or, yeah. I always tell girls, like, I'm that exotic car you want to you test drive but you never want to buy. Like I, I want to tell my friends I fucked the guy in a wheelchair, but I don't want to buy the car because I don't want to pay for gas. I don't want to wash the thing. I don't want to pay for its tires or its maintenance. That's way too expensive, you know. So it's like, yeah, but I can always tell my friends, yeah, it was pretty good. You know, he great pussy. He was a good guy, you know. But that's it. And then you just throw me to the wayside, you know. I mean? they are
5: just waiting for the owner that could do it all though, right? The one that likes to actually wash their, you know, their car in the driveway, right? What's yeah. the last time you dated a girl who actually had a
3: clean car? Every time I get in a girl's car, it's just like Starbucks bags and cups. I don't know what, and what kind of clean
5: car are we talking, talking about? Are we dealing real... with metaphors right now? Or like yeah. <laughs> I, I'm totally on Andy's level right now. I don't know what we're talking about here, dude. Um, have, would you guys have you guys ever dated a girl in a wheelchair? I get no, asked all I, time. I, you know, let me let me speak to that I'm one. I think for me, that. it has nothing. I think, you know, in my situation before, if it was the right chick. I think that situation would present itself. But for me currently, I think my sure. needs are in, you know, you know, the place that I need someone a little more independent, someone that can help me out a bit. Mm-hmm. So someone who's in a chair, I think it would just be a cluster. And that's just, you know, for me personally, that's something that's, you know, I don't know, man. I
3: wouldn't completely throw it out, but here's my thing. if I First of all, I wish I was a woman in a wheelchair, by the way. If I was five foot two and a hundred pounds. My boyfriend could take me to the beach. You know what I mean? He could just carry, carry me around. Everywhere. It's a different situation. You know what I mean? He's like He's so uh, that kid in Game oh, of you know, Thrones. I'm, I'm almost six foot two. Marty, how, you're like you're six foot two, right? I'm six three, bro. Yeah, dude. I mean, we're big dudes, right? So I mean, nobody's carrying us nowhere unless they're big dudes, which I've joked about. I might just date a guy just for that purpose <laughs> yeah. itself, right? your um, wardrobe,
1: I think that's at, Seinfeld's joke.
3: At the at the end of the day, though, like my thing is, is like. In the middle of the night, I want to be able to like nudge my my chick with, hey, go give me a give me a water, I'm thirsty. And we look I at each other like a blowjob. We, we, we got to do <laughs> rush. a metaphor. This is a water, Tony. Bro. We got to do rock paper scissors. Who's gonna get up and get the water? I'm just not down for that, you know. So I think in our situations, just because we're mobility impaired, we need somebody who's not. Because together mm-hmm. it would just be so much work, and relationships are so much work to begin with. And you yeah. want to add that on top of it, but I, I have heard the other side of that is like. They, at least they would know what you go through, but even then, though, I think it's different. I think for a woman's perspective in a wheelchair it's totally different than a guy's perspective in a wheelchair. Yeah,
5: I I can agree with that, man. I mean, not to harsh too much on our, you know, situation, but I, I think we're in a very unique place where, you know, it comes down to someone who can really, you know, be there—not necessarily be our, you know, sugar mama or our woman that could do our everything for caregiver. us, anything like that whatsoever, but someone, you know. <clears throat> independent enough to you know cater to the needs that we have but you know be compassionate enough to deal with you know who we are so i mean it all comes down to the woman you know obviously you know that i'm not gonna rule anybody out but god dang you know
3: but if i was an able-bodied guy because i've seen some hot chicks in wheelchairs yeah. all over it all over it.
2: there's mm-hmm. a really good looking one on uh youtube um this guy he's like he does like, luke he does go closer camera. please luke is this better? Yeah. I don't know your mics. Is that fine?
6: Good.
1: Get, yeah, it's good. All right. Get to know. Him. Yeah, YouTube. Um, I forgot the guy's name, but he um he fixes everything. He always like has like all these projects that says like YouTube, but his wife. Um,
2: yeah, none no, of that's getting picked up. You got to be closer. Is it? Better? I bet it's getting picked up, God. No, I'm watching. Jump in, Mar- <laughs> jump in Marty. Marty's lap, please. Yeah, Sorry, <laughs> oh,
5: I'm gonna knock over my can. Okay, oh, I'm gonna have uh, to just break this no, up no, and no, ask no, a question. No, no. <laughs>
2: YouTube channel guy, he fixes everything. His wife, um,
5: I think, he, I think she's um you're off the mic again sorry i'm thinking yeah, talk but look at that uh, in the play, down there, bro. No, i think you can use your hands but they saw
2: like a <laughs> chick is super sure? hot and she's like I'm really so down the earth and stuff heart and heart she's heart not heart like, heart like, heart willing heart to try heart everything heart chest, and sorry, she's like. also tiny and this guy's like a big brute too so yeah, <laughs> like you guys so brought that up guys like, guys I was are like thinking that right away i was like yeah that that chick literally has like
1: this you're still off the mic Guys you are brought
5: those spinners c- sometimes, you know what I mean? Man? I like I like six six. Come on, okay, okay. is what it is, you know what yeah. I mean? yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I think you know, I think especially it's hard as a guy when you know we yeah, need well. to rely on slash, you know, ask for the help of you know our counterpart. <laughs> oh, bush. Thanks like where it's at. Next, like ten years and you guys are gonna get really <laughs> <laughs> the
2: first one
1: with like robot. Arms. Luke. Oh, oh like, bro, you damn you, God, you, it,
5: you like, got you have no idea. I, I think Iron in the me. next in the next ten Iron years Sonny sure. and I are gonna be I think Sonny and I are gonna be the Terminators <laughs> around here and I think we're just gonna be looking for fucking Sarah Connor.
3: We actually used to joke when we first met each other.
0: <laughs> you
5: know the, weird,
3: the weird part about our injuries <laughs> are is that I have a lot of upper body. And Marty's able to move his lower body better Man. than I can. And we thought well, we just Frankenstein our bodies, <laughs> be good
4: to go. Be careful because We'd, this guy might try. <laughs> yeah, try. The only thing we debated on is like, you know, how big your eyebrows? Weighing, dude? How big Luke's your weight? Which one right are we keep it? <laughs> Why not, why, well, hold on, hold
3: on. The, why, why why not combine the wings? The, oh, there we go. We can always combine the wings. We're I work. mean, I
5: could do I could do half and half, but I mean, Wait, that, do do there half there's, half there's, half. there's 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 those pros and, there's those pros and cons. You know what it, I mean? They it's used like, to have those like 3 of As far monsters. as independence, you know, I got that lower body though. That, I mean, there's you know there's pros and cons of that too. You know, it is what it is.
3: Actually, a funny story about the whole dating scene though is when I first got hurt, I was on a uh, reality show that was based on four women that were in wheelchairs
5: love this and, wait uh, before
1: you were hurt
3: no right after i got hurt
5: okay i
1: was gonna say that
5: would and
3: crazy.
4: Uh, it would have been it would been even better if i'm before i got hurt yeah but, that would have been like a witch doctor stuff
1: uh,
3: a couple of them are really smoking hot you know and it was a cool experience to be around them but the truth is though it's over 80 percent of men that are in wheelchairs
1: well really oh yeah i, I think see women that. are a little more cautious well absolutely. yeah
5: think about the guys that do dumb shit yeah. you know yeah. You know,
4: motocross,
5: riding riding bikes.
4: That's what it is, too. It's it's just so crazy to think, like, just how quickly things can... Uh, Real question is, do you
6: guys get turned on by chicks that are in wheelchairs? Or I'm assuming you're attracted to all girls. (laughs) But, like, have you started to have, have like, a preference? Hold on. Have you not been listening at all? Just so
4: you guys know, this is a question strictly for Joe. Joe is like... Is it okay? Because I Actually, do. if it weren't,
3: For me, if it's yeah. got a hole in a heartbeat, I'm good to go.
4: Okay. Okay. <laughs> There's hope for you after all, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> <Close> <laughs> two, two holes in a heartbeat? Let's do it.
6: Joe, tell your story. I don't even
4: need two holes. Joe, let's hear your story. It's been it's been talked about. Can yeah.
6: we uh, please? So, uh, or whatever. This is, uh... Oh well, wait. What?
4: Let's let's go back, Joe. Let's okay. give him. It's been about eight hundred days until.
6: Anonymity, what or animality. What, what you are we talking say? about?
4: I think we're talking about you getting laid.
6: Okay, so I had a, like a uh, a big uh, break, kind of like two years, uh, you know, no sexual activity for myself, uh, Joe. And uh, you know, uh, you know, I was you know just just taking my chances, you know, see whatever was happening. But I just realistically wasn't trying that much because I just didn't want to like you know be that typical Mexican that like, oh knocks the chick okay, up, you okay. know, like oh it's fucking shit, you know. <laughs> That's so, not. Like, you know, I'm, I don't want to be caught up in this like whole me- like uh, baby situation. That would wait, just be the watch fucking it. worst. And you never know, you never know, you know. And sit, you know, and they keep saying like all these fucking kids our age are just fucking around, you know, catching all these fucking sexual diseases. So I'm like, I right, fuck that. I'm not going to be that guy. Anyways, fast forward a couple weeks ago, uh, we went to a local establishment. Can't really drop that name. Uh, ended up coming across a very attractive older lady. And when I say older, she was in her mid 40s. And uh, I proceeded into asking her if she would like a beverage. Let her know I'm her guy. I'm gonna be taking care of her. <laughs> and then uh, I, I told her be. I knew the bartender, and he I was like, "Hey, I know Ooh. this guy. If you need anything, let me know. I'm your guy. I'm gonna take care of you." Well, when I winked at her at that same time, she knew I was gonna take care of her I was, in the uh, sheets.
4: I was with Joe that uh, night. He met her actually. And I was on
6: Fuego. Fuego. Proud of you, Joe. Two. I mean, three-pointer. Fuego. Two. I just. I just want to
4: say also really quick that. Joe used to get mad at me because he didn't like the fact that I liked going to places with older women because older women, I think it's the mustache most likely that they're into and Joe didn't like that. He was always like, oh, we got to go other places. like, it's just older women, blah, blah. And then you know who broke the curse for Joe? An older woman. So, uh, uh, boy, all it takes is one older woman, Joe, to get you on the train. uh,
3: Let me flip the script on you guys. Would you guys date a girl in a
6: wheelchair? I think I would. I think. But I knew that it was... I think I would. And I think that whenever I've experienced, like, a show or, you know, something, like, personal, like, where where I have experienced someone in a wheelchair, I think my first thing, it goes automatically, like, how are they doing and coping with it? Because I think that that plays a big part in it to, like, know that you're okay with it because it's just one of those things where, you know, it's a part of life and we need to get through it together.
5: I think everything comes down to the individual, too, man. You know, I think in my experience, when early on when I was in a messed up headspace, you know, and I wasn't coping well with my injury and I was just doing my thing. uh, Yeah, dude, I was in a dry spell and it was, you know, most of it was, you know, kind of chosen. Like I didn't want to put myself out there, but I think on the flip side of it, you know, when I started coming around and being in a better headspace and putting, you know, myself in, a position where you know i could put myself out there and i could you know spit a little game and have a little more confidence that it was like you know what dude girls are down for this shit you know and i think it all comes down to the fact of who are you as a person where are you you know in your injury slash disability slash whatever situation that is that you may be in and then how do people respond to that shit you know what i mean and can i just say the Ch-kuh. yeah the Chikuz <laughs> right now, the Chikuz, the Chikuz going on around here. So there's this is a happy hour pod. Yeah, I hope to God those are coming in the microphones because God. damn they yeah, there's, there's seven I'm of us tonight, and I mean, more right than right we've
3: ever had before. So right, this is a happy hour pod. Let, let me ask you, able body guys. All right, so if you meet a woman who's a wheelchair, right, but she has a great personality, she's super positive, she's super independent, like she drives, she works, she handles her business. At that point, what are you guys' questions, like, going into that relationship?
1: Well, I think like you guys had said in the, uh, the past, uh, how did it happen? Okay. Uh, how does it work all down there, you know? Um, it's a little different when it's a woman, but, you know. Yeah, like, mean, so like, you'd ask her, like. She would carry a kid, you know. And that's another thing.
3: Okay. What about sensation? Oh. Would you be like... For sure. What if she told you, you know, my vagina I feel a little bit but it's a little bit numb but that I still... That would be fine. That's just like I still know when you're inside of me. <laughs> which is pretty much Joe's like normal dating life.
6: <laughs> That's actually a compliment. I kind not feel when you're inside of me. <laughs>
3: That's a compliment, Joe.
4: Hey, she's
6: asked for seconds.
4: You got... Did she? Mm-hmm. We well, gave her thirds yeah. in one yeah. night. Sorry, it's round, so. Yeah. I
6: couldn't fucking waste that. Oh, I, I,
3: I don't want to sound like a... God, I don't want to sound weak here or like, you know, sentimental, but the thing I've learned most from my injury is that it's not all about sex. I yeah, mean, you, I have have I sexy, you have to have a sexy, you have to have a healthy sex life. I mean, you can't have no sex whatsoever, but uh, it's, it's kind of like when you take away a sense, like if you took away my hearing, my sight would be better, right? So taking away like my, I don't always think of the little head anymore, even though I got sensation down there and everything else, but it's not my driving force anymore. So it's made my relations more deeper, more enhanced. And I think that's what you would find in a girl as well.
1: I think that also just comes with Everyone growing up. Swipe. Yeah. Right now
4: swipe. Oh. swipe.
5: Oh. At, at Sonny and Chair. Sonny and Cher.
3: Like I'm on the best. Bubble as well.
4: That's also one of the best
5: Instagram <laughs> handles,
4: arguably, of all yeah, time. Yeah, pretty good. Sonny and Cher.
3: You know, that's kind of my icebreaker, too, at
4: uh, speeches as well. If they don't laugh at that, then <laughs> I'm definitely over it. Well, Sonny and Chair it. is great because... It's just that's just such a great name, and then you have it's like too it, perfect
6: because those two names are, remind you of something. So
4: but awesome. also like yeah, like that was just a great. Chair is still alive, I think, right? Yes, yeah, she is. Yeah, Sonny she is. Sunny was like was I need it was a I need he, he died skiing. skiing. He did die skiing. That's crazy. I mean, do thing. you
5: believe in life after love? I'm, I'm, he was Congress? a congressman. That's crazy. Sunny. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I didn't
2: know that. So, because um, I mean, he wasn't with Chair when he died. He had a new wife, mm-hmm. and she stayed in Congress for like. 10 years or something, too. I thought
5: he died when he hit the tree, huh? Share
2: or share? Share? Share. The real person. No, we're talking Wait, about like Wait, not
5: like Mexican word of the day, wheelchair? wheelchair. Like, you know, like, share. don't worry if I have one taco wheelchair, <laughs> you know? So I
6: got a question for you guys. We'll switch this up. Throw it Your out outlook on relationships now, do you think it's drastically changed? Have you taken a different approach towards it? And where do you think the vices are out of it?
5: yeah 100 dude i'll take that on i think my you know outlook has dramatically changed i think um you know not only has this injury you know allowed me to mature as a person i've grown and understood my capacity for like you know as you know as soft as it may sound like deeper like loving and compassionate relationship you know whether you know before it might have just been you know, surface level shit at first. And, you know, then from there, you, you know, maybe explore how deep you can go. Whereas now it's like, you know, now I'm kind of, you know, looking ahead and kind of seeing, you know, if I could pre-qualify this, this chick a little bit and seeing, you know, whether or not, you know, how far ahead that she may be maturity wise or how much yet, you know, how strong she may be as a person, because I'm not just going to put myself out there anymore. You know, I, I, I've been through enough. I don't need to, you know, deal with chicks who are just going to throw my ass to the side just because they don't like one aspect or another of my injury. I, I think I'm confident enough in my own shit that I don't need somebody to be insecure in, you know, what I got to not move forward in a relationship. So, Well, here's the thing with me is I got hurt at almost 26, 27. And
3: every relationship I had, I thought was solid. Right. And when I got her, I thought I would have at least one or two of these girls that I was dating that would be there for me for my, the rest of my life. Straight no out. of what. And when I realized real quickly, because the girl I was dating for three years before I got hurt, she was gone in a month. And I realized all those relationships were built on physicality, were built on, on just basically nothing important. I didn't have that emotional vulnerability that I have now. I had no emotional intimacy so when these chicks left, it was like a, a buckshot to the chest. You're like, Jesus, what the, what do I do now? Who's going to accept up. me and my body now? Who's going to accept this version of me? Because the version before me, like it was hard for me even to even be in committed relationships to begin with. you know. So I realized quickly that now when I do date somebody, I need to develop a, a relationship that has pillars, that has a foundation, that has boundaries, that has respect. And so it's totally changed the way I look at relationships now. And if a girl is all about herself and wants a guy to take care of her, that's not the guy that – she's not the girl for me. Well, who wants a girl like that anyways? So basically I think what the wheelchair does for me that I wish would do for more people, we address things quicker. We get through Mm -hmm. the bullshit quicker because you see all my insecurities. They're not hidden anymore. You see it front and center. So we start to talk about real shit right away. And once we get through all that –
5: If there's still a relationship there, then
3: we're good. Let's go. Let's go for it. Let's see what happens.
5: And so let me throw this out there too. I think, especially in our situation, I think you really, as a person, need to accept yourself first and love yourself first before you have the capacity to love somebody else. Is that not true? Because for me, it's 100%. (sighs) I agree with that.
3: I I would agree with that because... When I after my relationships after I was in the military, I started projecting. I started projecting how I felt about myself. I started trying to compensate, like I got to be this amazing dude now. I got to like pay for everything. I got to do. I got to like roll out the red carpet in order for you to be with me. And I just found girls taking advantage of that and mm-hmm. still getting the same outcome. Like they would still move on. So I realized very quickly after a couple of bad relationships, like, I just need to love myself. And now that I'm in this space now where I'm confident, I'm having a good time, girls look at me and they sometimes they even forget about the wheelchair. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll be on a date or whatever and they'll be like, damn, I forgot you were in the wheelchair. You know, but at the end of the day, what you feel about yourself is projected on anybody you date. Absolutely.
1: No, I think that's the absolute right way to look at it. And yeah, like you said, you guys kind of have to just cut the bullshit a lot faster and you, it's probably. I don't want to say easier for that, but you're gonna have a,
5: a stronger filter, I suppose. I think so, man. I, th- I think my relationships have gotten stronger, yeah, since I decided to get back into that game. Because when I got hurt, I was dating someone, and I had dated somebody for five and a half years, you know. So it was, you know, probably call
3: somebody it, you were gonna, you thought you were gonna marry too.
5: Yeah, call it four and a half when I got hurt, and then you go through this shit together and you're like, damn, you know, this is it. You know, like you, you know, you think, you know, okay, like this person accessed me. We've been through so much together and this is it. And, uh, you know, it, time goes on and shit changes. And then it's like, you know what, like you grow as a person so much that that's one theme that I want to like translate through our podcast is that like pain is the greatest teacher you could ever had, you know? And it, how did that girl? I, I like how this, did that girl end it with you, though? <sighs>
3: That's one you gotta like share right now,
5: bro. I'll get into that one a bit more, but holy shit! So let me just throw this one out there. I think uh, my my long term relationship it ended with uh, a little bit of you know, you know, it, is the word overwhelming overwhelmingness. What are you sure call it's happy already It's show. Yeah. one of those things. One, all those words
4: are now someone who was dictionary. overwhelmed,
5: you know, with the situation old. after a time. But and granted, it it came down from my own codependency because I hadn't become my own person yet, and I was relying solely on the, my happiness coming from one person as opposed to my myself. Yeah, which is a huge thing in a relationship. You you need to make yourself happy, um, and I think uh, that just became overbearing on one person and uh yeah you know we talked about a little bit of discomfort and the next thing i knew was a uh an email and never an seen email. that person see again dear john a dear john uh, email <laughs> and you know <laughs> haven't seen that person since but uh five it, it years kinda, in relationship do you ever to uh, email?
4: i don't mean to get like two.
5: get into it, All get right, into
4: it this it. is the happy hour have you ever thought about like what it would be like if you did see that person
5: Ooh, that's a oh, good that's a good funny one. you should say that because I just saw that person's parents and family about a week or two ago. And how was that? And, you know, it was totally fine because there was such a strong bond over years and years with that person where it was totally fine. I think it probably would have been a lot more weird if it was actually the girl herself. Yeah, but how did you, you, know?
3: how did you feel emotionally when you got in the car and everything settled down and you really thought about that?
5: You know, I think for me, it was kind of like, oh, how'd that feel for you guys? Because for me, it was like, uh, yeah, I'm doing my thing. I'm doing great. How's your chick doing? Because shit was kind of fucked up back then. Yeah, because you you know know? that at the
4: end of the day, that information gets relayed back to her. Obviously,
5: like, oh, here we saw Marty
4: and whatnot.
5: I think for me, though, throwing that out there, I think I would not be the man I am today without that relationship going south. I think for me, I was just codependent and clinging on to the things that I hadn't addressed yet in my life. And I think that relationship ending was seriously the trigger that put my life into a more positive place. So for that, I thank her. Um, Did I like the way it ended? No, but I hope that she's in a better place. I know I'm in a better place and yeah it's kind of shitty to think back on but you know what dude like life's better because of it i'm not gonna you know blame one person when i know god's got this whole thing and that he's got greater plans for my life than i could have imagined for myself so
3: you know what's crazy about that is like i know when you first went through it you thought you'd never get closure
5: straight up dude i never i never it was over two years before i decided to date again yeah I, it was a long exploration isn't of it myself, a powerful feeling though to find closure
3: in yourself oh, and through somebody else
5: Yeah, it's powerful right super you can powerful. almost get right out of your chair
3: and just high kick freaking <laughs> joe in the
5: face right now <laughs> but, i mean yeah <laughs> i mean, come closer and i'll headbutt you but i mean you know it's like that scene in tenacious like come here let me stab you. <laughs> Come here. I'm going to kill you. But, you well, know... You guys do it's, impressions. It's a When it comes down to impressions. Yeah. Well,
3: I, you know what? To touch on what he said, though, when it comes to pain, people are always afraid to, you know, deal with pain, right? That's why we have the pill addictions and all this other... Alcohol, whatever, right? But pain is the only motivator that will ever make you change whatever you're doing. You know what I mean? You know, pain, no pain, no gain. I've learned to embrace exactly. that over the years. You know what I mean? When I'm in pain, like, I'm just emotionally uncomfortable whatever it is I made changes when things are going great i won't change a thing i'm superstitious i'm like all right i'll wear the same underwear 10 days straight you know uh, but when i'm in do that oh, sydney Sid- crosby it, that's why your dog was smelling me when i came in right now
1: yeah
3: but when i'm in pain though i'll literally i'll look at myself okay something needs needs to change here because i'm not digging what's happening around me you know and i i try to encourage everybody like when you two things you need to get out of your comfort zone you need to get uncomfortable you know when you're uncomfortable you grow you figure things out you maneuver you just change things around but when you're in pain it's the same thing though it's it lights a fire underneath your ass
5: and especially the pain that you choose to take on by means of like producing positive effects in your life right not necessarily you know the pain that's inflicted on you by you know save the loss you know in of a loved one the loss of a loved one the loss of Family member, or something like that. That doesn't say make you grow, but it's all about the choices that you make in light of those challenges. You know that where you can truly change the, you know, trajectory of your life, both positive and negative. Yeah. So, it is what it is, man. But I think uh, pain is the greatest teacher that we, yeah. you know, have been conditioned to avoid, but you know, it can be the most transformative. Powerful I, I think. I think
3: pain too, though, like if you. If you also take accountability, I think a pain with your accountability is like the secret remedy to fix anything. If you blame all your problems on somebody else, if you blame everything that happens to you on somebody else, I think that's the one thing about our, our situations that Marty and I are in or our accidents. There's a little bit of accountability that we could take upon that. Like we, don't, we put ourselves in these positions in some way or another. And with that accountability, though, we've been able to change our lives and make it inspiring or do things in our lives that are important. I think when people tend to blame their problems on other people, that's when nothing changes. That's just when you sit in the same area and you can repeat the cycles over and over again. And I think that's the difference with us that you'll find with many people is that we've took accountability for what happened to ourselves. Yeah, it's a shitty situation, but we're going to do something to improve it. We're going to work our asses off.
1: You guys ever read Extreme Ownership? I have not.
3: I read it twice. Uh, back, covered it back. Never read it once, actually
1: that's <laughs> uh, pretty good and it's basically exactly what you guys just said right on man well
3: we're right. gonna write a book together actually one day Marty's yeah. in the process of writing yeah. his own yep. well, we're gonna come together and write a book together what one day book about? sex
5: oh, yeah man no. so <laughs> man, sex. Yeah. Joe likes yeah.
4: that once you say yeah. the S word Joe will giggle all night long
5: <laughs> thanks for asking <laughs> me yeah my, my book is called Back in Action and honestly it's all about my story and how over the course of this painful and strenuous situation that I've found myself in that I have honestly grown in ways that I could not have imagined. And it's about opening your mind, you know, and, you know, receiving that, that pain in ways that can truly transform your life. And, uh, so I, I hope that through my words, I can show people that it's all about, you know, showing how you can use your adversity to your advantage and, uh, you know, through my experience, there's, there's ways that I've learned that you can grow and, uh, you could, you know, turn your life around for the best. And, uh, you know, I, I, I truly look forward to, you know, seeing how that comes to fruition and, uh, hopefully making an impact in other people's lives. Cause I know it has in mine. and, uh, yeah, man, I'm just looking forward to spreading the word about it and, uh, should be done here coming this fall, maybe late September, early, early October.
4: Just in time for pumpkin spice latte season. You know
5: it. All right. Well,
1: make sure you guys follow Wheel Talks Official on Instagram and uh, look out for that podcast and book coming soon around fall time. Uh, this has been a hell of a happy hour podcast with uh, Sunny Shun- and Marty. <laughs> you! Shunny. <laughs> Shoot. Um, Phew,
5: phew, phew, oh, Joe, he just took, that, he just took oh, it
1: from Joe.
0: With
1: with <laughs> oh boy! Look at he doesn't even know the really neighborhood. He's never seen this. <laughs> a- <laughs> oh man, Joe almost fell out of his chair. I love it. I love uh, well, I love guys, it. thanks you, thank you for coming on. Um, thank you. Definitely nice want to have you back soon
4: yeah we're actually i can speak for everyone here we're actually really excited for you guys' podcast i can already tell the people listening and everyone here that it's it's gonna definitely be good because they'll definitely get more in depth in everything and then on top of all that they'll have a bunch of other stuff to talk about and whatnot and it's gonna be it's gonna be really good i'm actually really excited for it
5: thanks brother you guys are inspirational to us and i can't wait to have you guys on our podcast and cross moat you know, here and there, and uh, you know, I think uh, you guys, you know, have some insights that we'd love to have, and hopefully, we have some that we can benefit your podcast as well. So let's do the damn thing. You yeah, know. I know. Um, uh,
4: earlier tonight, uh, really quickly, sorry, but I know earlier tonight, Sonny said he doesn't like NBA super teams, but this is a podcast super team. Oh
5: yeah, oh, oh, shit.
3: shit. <laughs> I was actually going to
4: say I love Wrecking Ball Joe. He's
5: my boy. <laughs> my boy. Wait, wait, Sonny. Can I ask you one question? If this was a Baby super. Team. If this was an NBA super team throughout history, what would you relate it to? The crew we got right now? Yeah, bro. Well, <laughs> Joe's Petrulia.
0: Yeah,
1: that's awesome. That goes
3: without saying. O, I'm thinking like the 3 Clippers right now. You know
1: oh, what I
5: mean? Like bro, bro. Oh my god! You rich, <laughs> Darius Miles. We and we like we like to party. hands <laughs> just yeah. got yeah. tight. Darius Miles. I'm the Olo
3: candy
4: in this. So oh, Andy! You are that or came in, man? What are those, <laughs>
2: like, oh, yeah, he wasn't no, there yet, but. You
1: Chris,
4: know. Chris came in my mouth.
1: <laughs> oh, Tony. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Well, with that, that's a great way to go out. Uh, I am Sean. Join well, with me. Andy's one Andy, last, one thing. last oh, thing. I don't know. I have, to, I have to say.
2: So I, I think we'll have to have you guys on for like an official sports podcast. All right. Because I mean, for the NBA season, because i know thing. we
1: did about an hour of sports <laughs> yeah i mean yeah.
2: <laughs> there's just a
4: lot there's a lot of nba we, we, takes we might not even need here. to do a sports podcast this week
1: yeah right no. uh We'd love yeah We'd no love we'll it. definitely do that and we can discuss that off air andy uh but i'm sean joined with me we had off-road i drink truly, andy
2: thank you for having me <laughs> i'm a guest
4: tonight right
1: no oh. Uh guess we we introduced last, Andy. Tony Gats.
4: Yes, thank you. <laughs>
1: you heard the uh, stylings of Wrecking Ball. Wrecking Ball out. Executive producer Luke was in there a couple of times. Yeah, it was. And the stars of Wheel Talks official, Marty
5: and Sonny. <laughs> Thanks, brothers. Thanks guys for having me and so looking forward to the future, man. You guys are you guys are great. Hey,
2: we
1: wish you guys nothing but the best.